Hey, welcome to Talking Element in our summer series of Never Read a Bible Verse, where we are trying to answer some questions that people have. And today, I'm going to be joined by Joy. And what is your caveat? Never ask a question. Never ask a question. <laughs> yeah. no, not just don't read your Bible verse. Yeah, never ask a question. <laughs> don't ask. Because what happens if you do? You have to sit here in this chair, and that's, you know, not the fun most. Oh, I'm looking over there. Yeah. <laughs> you have to sit here in this chair, and, you know, I'm not really liking it. <laughs> Okay, so you, you sent me a question, and your question was? The question was, I have a friend who has been following Jehovah Witness, and I wanted to give her informed information about um, what to be watching for and why it's not the choice to make. <laughs> I, the, I don't even know what to I say. don't know what I'm talking about. He just made me sit here. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted you to come here because I think a lot of people don't know what to say or the questions to ask when someone gets involved in Jehovah's Witnesses, Scientology, Mormonism, you know, all these other things that are out there. Because, you know, people will say, well, we have the truth and they told us we have the truth versus, you know, we mm -hmm. read the scriptures. And so what, you have a friend going this direction. Has she been one for a while or? She's not really a formally one, but she follows them. And, okay. and they show her where the Bible matches their Bible perfectly mm. and all these things. Because so. they do have their own translation. Yes, yes, yeah. I know that. But I just don't, you know, I don't know what to respond when she's telling me all these things. There are certain things in their Bible that have been changed in order to match their beliefs. And it's interesting, they also have what's called an interlinear. An interlinear is where you take the Greek text and it directly translates the English underneath the words. Mm -hmm. And so you take John 1.1. 1, 1. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That, that's how it is rendered out. And in their translation, it will say the Word was a God. And they say, see, it's not the God. This is, this is a different God. This is the mighty God. It's not the almighty God. It's just a mighty God. Jesus is the first created being of God. He's not God. And so they'll take this and their translation will move to show that. But in the interlinear, which they actually have and will hand out, it doesn't make that distinction. And then if you go down farther in it, they say, well, it doesn't have the definite article here, so it just means, it doesn't mean God, it means a God. Okay, so you go further in their own translation, John 1, 14, and it talks about, you know, Jesus came from God, and they don't put a before that, even though it's the exact same rendering. Mm -hmm. And so they, they're using something to try and bring about what they want, rather than reading what is actually in the text. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. In their translation, it will say, for by him all other things were created. The text actually says, for by him, Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen. They'll put the word other there in the text. There are places in the scriptures where they change things in order to match. And that's, and, and that's a good indication that, you know, if you change the Bible, you probably shouldn't be reading that Bible. So what, what kind of things kind of stand out to you? Like what, what makes your ears perk up when she talks about certain things that sounds kind of right, but not right? You know, she talks about Jehovah, of course, right. and you know, th that Jehovah is God, mm -hmm. you know, and everything. And then she does talk about Christ and, mm -hmm. but no, I mean, that's not a full description of Christ as right. we know, you know, so. They say, you know, Jehovah is God's divine name. And they will actually change the Old Testament scriptures to write the word Jehovah. The problem with that is we don't know, right? We don't know God's name. So what we have is Yahweh. The Jews didn't want to even be able to pronounce God's divine name. 
And so they removed these letters. And so all we're left with is essentially is, is the vowels in there. You know, and so when we see it, we just say Yahweh because that's the closest we can get. But they go, oh, no, 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 it's Jehovah. They put different things in there. And it could literally be Jehivah, Jehiv, you know, and J isn't even something Jews used. You know, that's why Jesus isn't Jesus, it's Yeshua. But they say, this is God's divine name. And technically it's not, that's a westernized construction mm -hmm. of that. And it's just, when you run towards this line of always trying to make something say you want to say, you're just gonna run into all sorts of issues. I've never been the one that, I don't know a lot of like memorized scripture number, you know, the names and so I'm like, okay, I'm glad you know all these things. Yeah, but so I think a really good question to ask when it comes to people like this is, who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. Right, that's a really good question yeah. to ask somebody. Because, you know, for Jehovah's Witnesses, they will say, oh, Jesus, he's the Messiah. Okay, yeah, but who is he? Is, is he God? And they okay. will say, well, he, he, he's the mighty God. He's a God. And so oh. they try and do it in a way that they're still trying to, but they're, it's almost like they're trying to fool you. And the problem with Jehovah's Witnesses is they do, and Mormons, they do not know everything their church teaches. They give them little bits and pieces until you get deeper in. Okay. Uh, they they take certain things very literally, but not literally at the same time. So in the book of Revelation, it talks about 144,000 people being saved mm -hmm. and going to heaven. Mm -hmm. They take that as a literal 144,000. You know, not we read that and the way that John would use numbers, it's a way of saying that the full amount of people who will be saved are going to be saved, 12 times 12. It's this, it's this beautiful idea that God is gonna to bring to salvation everybody that needs to be brought in. But they will say, oh, it says 144,000, right? Very, and that is these elders in the watchtower and certain people like typically white men, um, are, are going to be those who make it. Yeah. The problem with that is taking that literally as 144,000, that 144,000 would also have to be Jewish male virgins. Oh, really? Yeah, if you take it literally. Okay. And so they're taking it literally in this instance, but not in this instance. And so they're parceling it out to try and make it say what they want it to say, rather than what it's actually trying to say. Well, then the rest of the, of the people that follow are going to be left behind because... Well, they're going to be left on a re revamped earth. Okay. And they will live out in a paradise here, but they don't actually get to really commune with the Almighty God. Oh, okay. It's, That's it's, their, their you get your second your, your second best. Okay, right? you know, you're not at the first table. You're, yeah, I know, yeah. not the first table. It's yeah. it's it's a hierarchy of works. Okay, which oh, it is works based. Yeah, yeah. it's very works based. It is it is you need to do these things. It's one of the reasons why they have to go door to door. It's it's part of their you know penance for their yeah. life of learning how to go forward. And so, really good questions are the, you know who is Jesus and really drilling down. You talk to the Mormons. Who is Jesus? Oh, you know, Jesus is God. They'll say that. But when you get really down to it, Jesus is a God who was birthed from the head God, who is, you know, God essentially has celestial incest with Mary, births Jesus, and he comes. Jesus and Satan are brothers, so Satan's God too, oh, right? Okay. And they both present plans for salvation, and they pick Jesus' plan, and so Satan's mad, Lucifer's mad. And so it's this whole thing, and they come from this planet in Cobalt, and one day you, if you do all the right things, you get to become a god as well. You can be just like wow. Jesus. Yeah, there, there's a saying that was, um, as man is, God once was, as God is, man may become. Okay. So it's, it's again, very man-centered, and that usually means 
white men <laughs> at that point too. You know, because very yeah. any religion that starts in America is probably a problem. Yeah, yeah. Another really good question to ask when you're wondering what what is this? Uh, you ask, what is grace? What does grace mean? So a lot of uh, people who twist the scriptures will say something like, grace is that you can be saved after everything you do. Okay. It's, it's all works-based. Mm -hmm. And what is grace? Grace to us is the unmerited favor of God, that we get what we don't deserve. We get salvation and life and love, and God has extended himself to us, and there is nothing we could do to earn that. That is not grace, yeah. according to really any other religion in the world. My dad, my, who, I, who I love dearly, says he can never believe in Christianity because he can't believe that if someone is on their deathbed at their end of their life and just says, God, I'm sorry, that God would rescue them. Why would God do that? Because it's grace. So what do you think about the scriptures? Mm -hmm. And th they will tell you that every other translation is not a good translation, only ours is. Uh, ask them, who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. And then, what is grace? If you are going to read something, you, they really want you and the Children's Witnesses to read the Watchtower magazine that comes out. Uh, they actually have an internal document that somebody found and got released and it said, if people don't read our Watchtower magazine within two years, they actually leave the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> But on the other side of that, I think if people aren't in the scriptures and praying to God, their lives tend to, you know, meander mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. ways too. And so it's, you know, who is truth? Who is Jesus? What do we look to as our final authority? And I think that's that's the ways that that you would probably approach that with your friend. Okay. You know, um, how do you? What do you think salvation is? And she'll probably say, "Well, I do all these things and everything." And you say. But don't you understand what grace actually is and how God actually saves us? We can't save ourselves by our works. We are told that our works are just filthy rags before God. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to do all these things to stay in God's good graces. The only thing that keeps us in God's good graces is the gospel, the sacrifice of Jesus for us. And that's the beauty, that mm -hmm. God loves us as jacked up as we are. It's pretty amazing. Right? <laughs> so imagine that conversation yeah. with your friend. Instead yeah. of trying to think of all the arguments about all the crazy things the Watchtower teaches, Step into her life and just speak about the beauty and the love of God and the hope of grace. Mm -hmm. Well, it makes it a little more clear, and especially mm -hmm. if you're just focusing on those, those three items that you spoke, you know, talked yeah. about. And then again, there, there's lots of other items. You know, I, we had this kid in the youth group when I was a youth minister, and her mom was a Jehovah's Witness, and, and she trusted in Christ, and her mom was really angry at her and said a bunch of derogatory things about me. And I said, I'd be more than willing to meet with your mom. Mm -hmm. And I did meet with her and her mom, and her mom brought you know one of the officials from uh, the Kingdom Hall over to meet with us. And I sat there, and this guy and I went back and forth for like an hour and a half. But I don't, a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. And I think that your relationship with her is probably going to speak m volumes more than anything else, because a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses don't really understand what real freedom looks like either. And by you showing those things in tangible, real ways, I think that could really speak volumes and help. Well, but. I think another selling point on this is, is that they're so devout. You know, mm -hmm. they're so, what we should actually be doing as Christians, yeah. Yeah. which is a shameful to me for myself. Right. So, But that, many times their devoutness comes more from a fear okay. of what they're going to lose if they don't. Okay. When our devoutness should come from a place of understanding Christ's great love given for us 
and we respond in love because of what he's done. Okay. There, there's two different motivations, and one motivation will lead you to a place where you where you get burned out and sad and frustrated and usually depressed because how am I ever going to measure up and continue to do this if I stop for just a moment? What happens to me? Mm. And where ours is, there's so much grace that it's sometimes we're like, oh well, uh, I forgot that, but uh, you know we just. I know. But yeah. then, still, the beauty of grace. It's God's grace that saves us. So hopefully that helps you. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, send them to questions at ourelement.org and we'll talk about them. Unless it's really good, then I might ask you to come and sit down with yep, me. Yeah, you'll be sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, we bet. Yeah, actually, I'll just make you answer the questions. I won't even be here. You can oh just do my gosh. Okay, whatever. <laughs>